talk about our girlfriends and rock and roll and drugs and yeah, but uh, there's a situation we're experiencing in the Middle East which is since the very beginning. So the only influence we can have on the world is with music and Orphan discovered that. don't know Orphanland, it has a very particular message that it tries to get across in most of its music. The particular message of Orphanland is, uh, is speaking about unity, about uh, the freedom of speech, about having your opinion and it's okay, about living together as human beings regardless of religion, of uh, gender, of uh, what you believe in or wh whatever the hell that is. And that that has been with the band since the beginning, in with whether it's sub subtext or upfront with like albums like All Is One or albums like Mabul where it's told in a story. The genre of music of metal, it's not exactly like a folk music where people all feel this, you know, uh, immediate peace. It's a very loud and emotional and, you know, it's intense. And how do you consolidate that music with the message that the, the band is trying to get across? Uh, I, I guess it's... Um it's uh, in in the general metal was always a, like an underground genre that was somewhere not getting into the front lines but uh, I believe that it turned out to be kind of mainstream w with time so today more than ever I, I I would say that I know that many people know about orphanland for example in Israel they know about us just because of our story the message is strong enough and uh, the proofs uh, that we show live, it, they're strong enough to stand out regardless of what music we're playing. I've been getting like compliments on the street from people who don't listen to metal. And they're saying, I don't listen to your music, but I love your message. So the message is that strong. across to people within the Middle East or across the Middle East, how has that been? Because as an Israeli band, it's not like you can actually go and give a show in every country there. At the time, I would say it was much, 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 much harder since, you know, the, before the time of internet where the, the band used to send a copy of demo tapes uh, all across the world. And thanks to record labels, uh, the music was spread at the time. But now, today, with the, the age of internet, you can say that the music uh, is pretty much everywhere and it's approachable. Luckily, even in those countries, we're not allowed to enter. That's the good part of the internet, where the music is approachable. And do you hear from those fans of yours who are in the Middle East as well, but not necessarily Israel? I do. I see them in every one of our shows, actually. That's every time there's a Syrian, Iraqian, Iranian guy or whatever, wherever they're from, Saudi Arabia, they come to me and they're hugging me. 
and that's something that's so unlikely to see on the news they won't tell you that there are people from the other side that they love us and they don't care about what their government's fighting about they just love us and they don't care about that war that between that is between governments and not the people so that's a beautiful side for me to see every show and in my whole career of Wolfenland and in my private messages I get every time. I know you haven't been with them since the very beginning, since 91, 92, but they're kind of considered the pioneer of oriental metal. What does that mean to you? Because you obviously came into it at a coming of age almost. Yeah. Uh, in general, I always loved what Orphanland is doing. I've been listening to lots of rock music and to lots of music around the world uh, by its own. And uh, to think that they came up with the idea of coming with something that is natural to us, that, that never felt like really something new to me because I grew up to that kind of music so it felt more natural and I'm glad that this it became, in, the, in, the, in, in the a sense of or the message it's giving or what is in, it? the, in the sense of combining the, the music like combining the oriental influences with metal music that's something that is particularly new to people but for me it was like how come no one ever thought of that before it's like so natural languages that you choose to sing in in the band can you uh, explain a bit about that because it's not just Hebrew it's not just English it's yeah it's uh, we kind of vary around with languages uh, not for a specific reason but uh, the, the fact that I believe that music uh, language is a music by its own the way people speak the way people like talk for in French and the way people speak in Hebrew in Arabic and Latin it brings out of you like a different kind of way that you speak that is not existent if you speak it in English so the language itself is a kind of music that's why we chose to do it sometimes and, and sometimes it's a part of the, the story and the motive and what languages uh, do you guys uh, sing in now? Uh, we're singing like in every album you have like a few languages on the last one we have uh, ancient Greek we have uh, Hebrew uh, I, I think there's Yemenite somewhere <laughs> I'm not sure already anymore. Uh, Arabic. We just vary around the, the languages wherever it fits better with the concept and the sound of it. This album, Unsung Prophets and Dead Messiahs. Can you tell me a little bit about the title? Because it's a, it's a bit abstract, I would say. But when you listen to the, the songs, it sort of makes sense. But what's the story behind it? The whole Unsung Prophets and Then Messiahs album is based on the, the allegory of Plato, which is uh, the Greek philosopher from uh, ancient Greece at the time. It's based on basically people who chose to live in the cave, blinded by what's outside in the world. They are told there is some kind of life. And just one, one of them got out of his chains and he found out there's a whole new life out there. And he went back to tell his friends at the cave about what's happening out there. 
and they chose to see darkness. They d didn't want to move on and believe there is something else besides what they know, and thus they killed him, which is something that was told like 3,000 years ago, and it's still relevant till this day. That's, that's the whole concept of the album, why Unsung Prophets and Dead Messiahs. There are so many people who tried to revolutionize the world. Victor Hara, Martin Luther King, Che Guevara, whatever. Lots of people who tried and they got killed in the process. They're Unsung Prophets and Dead Messiahs. From the songs that are on this album, is there one in particular that you feel is the strongest or that you like the most? There are so so many of them uh, you know yeah. thank you so much yeah. yeah you know it's hard to pick just one of the stuff you wrote but i would i would pick out the first song the cave because it's the song it's an eight minute song that sums up the whole album in just one one title that you can pretty much get what's gonna happen next on the album in parts so this is the strongest one in my taste albums and especially in this one I noticed that of course you always have the oriental music kind of woven into the, the contemporary music how do you decide what kind of uh, oriental music to, to pick on because it's, it's not just one type it's you have different countries cultures groups I mean how do you decide uh, it's something that feels very natural to us you know those are stuff that we hear on daily basis like uh, since we were kids so it's natural music to us like when I'm hearing like a particular Greek part I hear it in metal I, I hear it in a very different way than people actually listen to it and to combine it feels like natural it's already metal you just add the distorted guitars that's what makes the difference Outside of Europe, where do you have a, a good following as well? Outside of Europe, uh, I, I would say uh, the biggest following is probably in Arabic countries, where we can't visit, like, you know, it's right across the street and I can't go there by car. kind of sucks. one message that you really think is the most important that your band has consistently gotten across? I know you've touched on it, but just from the time that you've been with the group now, it's, you know, getting, seeing it through new eyes. What do you think is this the, the biggest asset that you guys have? I, I think that the, the thing about us is uh, we're really simple people. Like, we're very approachable and all of our opinions are about acceptance, uh, regardless, like, you can believe in Allah, you can believe in Jesus, you can believe in Buddha or, or whatever, and we can accept it. We can coexist with so many people, like, we've toured with uh, an Arabian band uh, and Palestinian band, we've toured with everyone, and we got along with everyone, and, and that's what we would try to show the world. If we can do it, why can't you? We're humans, let's live together on the same planet. We don't have to be best friends, but we can try not to kill each other. Not for land and not for God. Ken, thank you very much. Thank you.